do it. All right. Um, welcome, 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 everybody, to the pilot episode of the Never Satisfied podcast with David and Goliath, a.k.a. Joe Salemi and Rob Scotcha. If that isn't the longest podcast name in history, I don't know what is. Um, we are here today in the basement of Coldwell Banker doing our first episode of the podcast. Um, we were tasked by Charles, the handsome homebuyer wine rob, to start one of these things. He's telling us that basically Check. from here forward, we are going to be absolute monsters, titans of the industry. So um, we are making it in under the wire. Um, he told us by October 1st, that was our task. And today is September 30th. So we're making our deadlines, keeping our word, um, and we're ready to rock and roll. Um, we are planning on doing a, uh, a series of podcasts, basically having guests in that hopefully everybody finds interesting, motivational speakers, Titans of Business, real estate agents, uh, finance guys, title guys. Um, maybe even our wives. Maybe even our wives. We've discussed that. I don't know, though. I'm not really sure that they're going to be <laughs> on board with coming in. Oh, um, my, my wife? She'll, oh, she'll grab my microphone. That's right it. She'll just talk yeah. up the storm. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, and, you know, uh, tra training and, and coaching and all sorts of good stuff. So um, we hope you like it. And uh, today we're just kind of introducing ourselves and letting you get to know us a little bit better. Uh, I'd like to do kind of an interview style podcast with Joe where I interview him, he interviews me, and we kind of talk about what got us into the business, what drives us, our motivation, um, and then maybe we'll get a little funny. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? I hope so. We'll see what happens. But um, um, with that said, let's get this thing kicked off. So you got a question for me, Rob? I do have a question. I'm sure you do. What, what the <laughs> hell gets you up in the morning? This guy, just so you guys know. A nice pastrami sandwich. Just so you know, um, <laughs> nine out of ten mornings I come in and Joe's eating like meatloaf at eight o'clock in the morning. I am. That's not, it's not nine out of ten. That's not true. He's very, he's eating salads more now and he's definitely doing better. But when I first met Joe, um, I was a new agent coming into the business and Joe was the team leader at Keller Williams in Massapequa Park and I had no idea what I was doing. And I walked in and met Joe, and he said to me, you know, do what I tell you to do, and you're not going to have any issues. Um, if, you just, if you just listen to the people who are doing business and kind of mimic what they're doing, you're going to be all right, kid. And, you know, I took up his mantle, and he obviously took some interest in me and helped me along the way. But uh, I learned a lot about Joe over the last two, three years. He's one of the more... Um, charitable guys with his time and his energy and um, just a really great guy in the business and I'm not saying that because you're sitting next to me I say that to everybody I know I appreciate um, that thank you so uh, you know I want to know really what gets you going in the morning what gets your creative juices flowing um, when you wake up what do you do what's your process how do you get yourself started and come in with the energy that you come in with it all starts with the Italian hero from Sequadeli. Maybe we can get a little plug in there. That's not a joke. No, it's true. It's true. I think the first time he came in, I was eating like an Italian hero. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was supposed to listen. To he this had guy. lettuce hanging out of his mouth. It was gross. You know, I'm always hungriest in the morning, so I eat heavy, and then as the day goes by, I I eat less and less. I don't know. It's just the way my system is. So I got I have a you know a lot of energy in the morning to get going. What motivates me? Um, 
the things, my goals, the things I want to, the things I want to achieve. Uh, you know, I, I find most people go through life and, you know, they do, they do well. Uh, but if you ask somebody, you know, hey, would you like a, a hundred foot yacht? You know, yeah, that would be awesome. I'd love to have that. I cruise down to Florida or whatever, you know, right. not a lot of people can say no to a yacht. Yeah. Um, but most people don't think it's attainable. And I think when I got into real estate uh, full-time and I was working full-time for myself, you start to see that there's not really much you can't accomplish with, uh, with real estate, yeah. uh, being your own boss and everything. Yeah. So that's the first switch that I think flipped, uh, you know, realizing that you can achieve whatever you want for your goals. Yeah. You, you, can, you can do it. Yeah. And the second part was then, okay, then if I can, then what do, you know, what do I do to get there? So, you know, in the morning, it starts with vision boards. Um, you know, I, I know I spoke op openly about my wife and I looking for a bigger house. You know, mom lives with us. So a lot of times in the morning, it might just be going on looking at, you know, houses. And they might even be out of my price range. Most of the time, they are. Uh, my wife always says to me, have us on a prospect search, and I have no limits on it. You know, so we get listings at 1.4 or 1.3 million. Yep. She's like, what, what are you looking at them for? I said, I'm looking at them because that's that's the next piece for me. Yeah, you just you want know, that. I want to be on the water. You I want, want that fire. Want, yep. 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 So, it, you know, when I shut the laptop down, it's all right. It's go mode. Yep. It's, it's You can do it. You can do it. That's, and that's the most important thing you got to realize is that pick whatever you want, you can do it. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, something that a lot of people don't uh, take into account is that the availability of uh, exponential wealth is there for everybody. It doesn't matter where you come from, what you do. Uh, if you, you know, it's the old adage, if you put your mind to something, uh, you can achieve it. And really, most people aren't putting their minds to something. That's, that's the disconnect. Well, yeah. Most people aren't waking up in the morning going, you know what? I, I strive to buy a million dollar house. I have a picture on my computer that says, they want to fly first class. I want to own the plane. Yeah. I mean, so that's that's the difference. Most people wake up, and, and most people I think that we know have told us, you know, you won't be able to do this. Yeah. It's, this isn't going to work. Is it? And that's just a doubter. Like, you could, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. I watch a lot of, you know, motivational videos and stuff. And, you know, that, that gets my juices flowing, so to speak. And uh, a lot of the guys that you watch basically tell you that, you know, everybody, you have to do it yourself. You can't, nobody's going to motivate you the way that you're going to motivate yourself because everybody, nobody knows what you want in life. So when you know what you want in life and those goals are clear, I find that it's easy to just kind of have that goal mode, you know, and, and with something like real estate, and sales in general, really, you're able to just go and no one's standing there going, no, this is your limit. Um, this is how much you can attain in a year. This is what your salary is going to be. Um, but on the flip side of that, there's no one standing there going, you need exactly. to be at work at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> exactly what I was going to say. There's a flip side yeah. to that, isn't there? You need to work eight hours. You need to put in your 40 hour week. You, you know, here's your two weeks vacation. I think right. we were saying it earlier. It's like when, the last time I was on vacation that I didn't actually work. I don't, you know, right. I, I owned a business before this and it was the same shit. So I, mean, I you know, family businesses, right. You don't, you don't get the vacation. Yeah. You're answering the phone. You're answering emails. Yeah. Same thing here. So it's trying, trying to find, dedication, motivation, uh, discipline, you know, discipline really is, is, is a huge part of it, but, um, discipline and then habit, right? Yep. First it's discipline, doing it every morning as a discipline. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to, but then after a while it just becomes habit like anything else. It's, yep. this is what, what my body's used to. So. Yeah. Um, so, so going down that same path, um, when you get to work and when you're doing what you're doing, 
Um, how do you keep yourself through the day really feeling motivated? Well, like what are the, what are the, some of the things that you do during the day that or or, or do things happen during the day that kind of just keep you sparked and keep your energy going or how do you you know power through your 10 hour day or your eight hour day where you know listen nine times out of ten we're getting you know no's or hey I already sold the house or I'm not selling or I'm not doing this or I'm not doing that and and we you know still that you're just waiting on that one phone call or that one that one person that's like yep it's time to go yes so what what Come keeps by. you rolling as you go. You know, every no is closer to a yes. I know yep. it's cliche, but it's true. Yep. Um, my partner, you keep me motivated. Yeah. You know, we, we could, you know, one of us could be getting kicked in the dick one day and, and the other one's doing good. Like we talked, you know, with, without calling the other day and yep. I'm like, you know, I'm not getting anything, but you got, you know, four good things that might come of it. Yep. So, you know, having both of us feed off of each other keeps me motivated during yep. the day when you're here at the office and, you know, we're both here pretty much every day. Yep. Um, it's just, uh, you know, every no is okay. I'm going to get a yes. It's, yeah. it's, it's, you know, you flip a coin so many times it's got, it's got to land on heads once in a while. Yeah. Yep. 100%. So that's, that's what motivates you. And then maybe, you know, go back to, go back to a vision board, go back to looking at a picture, go back to the reason why you're doing this. If it's your family, yep. you know, and then, and you know, I think one of the things that we talk about a lot of times is, um, like, you know, why we do what we do. And we said it on Charles's podcast, you know, helping people and, Really, you know, I don't, I don't look at myself, and I know you don't feel this way either. As I'm looking to sell somebody on selling their house, it's uh, I'm looking to uh, help somebody along this journey of selling their house because it's not easy. You know, a lot of people think selling their house is, all right, I'm gonna put it on the market. Somebody's gonna come. They're gonna want to buy it. Yeah, we're gonna get a, a lawyer involved, and it's all gonna be it's all gra- gravy That's from it. there. Um, so I think. I know both of us. Not the that not the average of the thirty four negotiations that will happen from list yeah. to close. Yeah, it's just uh, it's nice and simple. But yeah, I not. think both of us kind of feel the same way about that. And just kind of want to. And what can, what keeps you motivated? What, what starts you off in the morning and keeps you motivated throughout the day? Man, jeez, uh, my kids start me off in the morning. Yeah, and uh, yeah. you know they get me get me moving. And you know to that note, I think a lot of it is the idea, and it was ingrained in me at an early age by my dad who. Um, you know, he, my dad never lived a life of luxury because he wanted a life of luxury for his kids. And, um, you know, he had the ability to do that, but it was more about setting up his family and making sure that his family was good. And um, that's ingrained in me. So when I see my kids every day, as much as they make me nuts every once in a while, I really just want... <laughs> it's an understatement. Yeah, I really just want good things. And that's them. not for your kids. I'm saying kids in general. You, I wasn't well, saying your kids no, were bad or anything. I'm just saying it's an understatement. Listen, you have the inside track. I know you know. Uh, they, they make me nuts, I but I, I love them. You. I love them to death. Um, but, you know, really for me, it's just kind of putting together a life that I know is going to be easy for them, um, easy for me and my wife. And... Um, you know, not struggling. So I wake up in the morning, and I know you do this too. You didn't mention it, but I, I say, you know, my my gratitude to things. I'm sorry, yeah, I should have included that. Well, Absolutely. you know, you don't be sorry. I think it's something that not a lot of people talk about. Um, waking up and just kind of thanking um, God, thanking family, thanking whatever you kind of have around you um, that we're able to do this and that we're able to, 
you know, generate enough business to feed our families and do all these sorts of things. Then I usually, after I drop my kids off, I'll sit in the parking lot, I'll watch like a motivational video or two and just kind of get jacked up by, you know, a couple different people that I, I, I like to follow. Um, and that, that gets me going. I get to the office. I, you know, sit with you for a little while. We talk about what our goals are. Um, what we want to do. It's amazing that we both walk in the office all the time. It's like, what's up, man? You know, like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, it's never yeah. somebody walking in the office. And, and I know if you work in an office or, you know, it's like, hi, you know, yeah. hey, good, hi, morning. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. How are you? You know, every morning it's like, what's up? Yeah. So, what I are mean, we going to get today? What's going on today? What, you know, I mean, it's a daily thing for me to just kind of try and keep that level of, you know, excitement and, and let's go. Today is going to be the day. Um, I have things that I want to achieve. Like I, you know, I want to list a ten million dollar home someday. You know, I want to list luxury listings. I you listen. I want to list every listing that I that comes my way. But there's things that I haven't done in this business that I really want to do. Um, and you know, every day is a new adventure for me. Um, I feel like this business has afforded me the luxury to breathe and enjoy my family, but also really concentrate on growth and getting better at things at an even keel pace where I don't feel the pressure to just be good at it now. Like I'm, you know, I'm good at certain things and I know that I'm going to get better at other things and I have the time to do that. And, um, think about where, think about where you were, you know, and I can say this because you know what you, you know, you started with, we started together. Well, not, I didn't start with you, but you know, like, you know, when you first call me and you go, Hey Joe, what's a seller's concession? Yeah. Like think about where you were two or three, you know, three years ago Crazy. and now to now where, you know, we have our team and you're coaching our buyer agents yeah. on, on, yep. on I things. Was, and, and I look at you and I'm, it, you know, not like a proud father. Yeah, I don't want to say that, but I look at you and I'm like, it's understandable. You know, you know, look, look at how he's grown. Yeah. You know, and I, I always harken back to like my first week in the business when I opened Stratus for the first time. I looked yeah. at that thing. I was like, whoa, what is this? I, there's a million different buttons and things. And um, I never thought that I would get it, you know, and uh, I always have like a, a thousand mile vision in my head. And my first week in this business, I was like, what, what am I doing? Did I make a mistake or, I, you know, I don't think of things as mistakes. I, you know, everything on your path kind of leads. Right. You to that where I mean, was this the choice I was supposed to? Was make? this the right, right choice? And, um, you know, luckily with guidance from people like yourself, and you know, I always say Andrew Pinotti and Christine Purish, um, they really helped foster me uh, into this business. And once things started kind of moving, it was quick after that. You know, once I got one or two under my belt, it just really felt good. And I always say to Joe, like, I, I, I'm like business starts coming in and I'm like, I, I need more. Like, this is just like a, it, it's like a, it's a drug. It like, yeah, feels addictive. You, you really feel addicted to the process at that point. Um, again, there's always that, that help factor behind you where you're like, I'm helping, I'm doing a, a service to, for somebody and I'm helping them get through something that's that's um, extremely difficult. But you know, on the other end of it, it's also helping me feed my family and and attain my goals. So it's a it's a, a mutually beneficial relationship, and I love that about this business. It's it's a really great business to be in. Yeah, and you talk about helping people. It's that's where we come from. That's yeah. our why. You know, yeah. we, we really enjoy what we do. We are <clears throat> constantly training and learning new techniques uh, to help our customers. 
and it's it's important that people know that we, we enjoy doing this because we, we want to help. Yeah. It's, yeah. You can't go through this process by yourself. You could, but it's 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 by the end of it, it's not going to be worth it. Yeah, and honestly, like, uh, you know, not to make it a sales pitch, but, you know, you're trying to sell your house on your own. Um, you're not marketing. You're putting it on Zillow, which used to allow you to FISBO. Now they kind of relegate you to this secondary, right. second-class citizen phase. Right. Um, most buyers that are coming in, A, are coming in with a buyer agent that's going to want to get paid. So you're paying commission um, one way or another. They're either taking it off of the sale price or they're going to And now you're paying a buyer agent commission to represent their buyer against you. Right. Instead of having representation for yourself. Right. And then, you know, how many negotiations have you been in in your life? High-level negotiations of a half a million dollars or more where, you know, what percentages should you be allowing? What percentages should you not be allowing? You know, what's, um, what should you be fixing on all? Right. You know, the inspection comes in and there's um, an issue with the boiler. How much does that cost? What does it cost to replace a boiler? What does it cost to repair a boiler? Um, there's a million and one things that happen in a home sale. I don't think a lot of people really understand that. So, um, you know, a good real estate agent can actually save you money above and beyond what their compensation is. And um, I stand by that. And I know every realtor in this business will stand by that. It's not about, um, you know, just getting paid. Obviously, this is a job, but it's about representation. It's about helping a client not lose in a situation where they can really lose a lot of money. Um, you know, I put it in perspective all the time. You know, our average home sale price this year was in the 600,000s. Yeah. You know, I know if I had $600,000 and, I, and I, I needed to do something with it, I would probably have advisors and people around me telling me what to do because it's a half a million dollars. You know, you're going to go at it by yourself. You know, yeah. I'm not going to take a half a million dollars and throw it in the stock market. And that's average. On my own. Right, that's average. <laughs> that's average. You know? I mean, there's some people that are trying yeah. to sell a $900,000 right. house. You know, if I know if I had 900000 if I won the lottery and I had $900,000, I know it wouldn't be me going on uh, E-Trade and yep. just picking some mutual funds and stocks. Right. I, would, I would call a, an advisor right. who would probably charge me some kind of commission yep. but say, hey, this, these are my goals with this money. Yeah. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And it's the same thing with a home. I mean, you guys, you know, it's a half a million dollars at minimum right yeah. now. Yeah. So uh, having an agent, uh, someone represent you, is, I can't even say how important it is. So next question for you, Joe, is what do you want to attain out of this podcast? Where do you want to go with this? What are your goals with the podcast? I know, you know, we've talked about it a couple of times, but um, really, what, why are we doing this in your in your estimation, in my estimation, you know, to build a little bit of brand. Yeah. Uh, also, you know, hopefully people listen, they get to know us. Maybe um, you know, future clients, yep. other agents yep. that we have to work with in the field. They kind of, you know, yeah, I know they're not talking to us directly. Yeah. But if I'm talking to you about why I like real estate, why you know how I get motivated, maybe it's something that uh, they start to get a little bit of the personal side of you. Sure. Instead of just, uh, you know, as a salesman. Yep, it's a big part of the transaction too. Um, a lot of things that people don't think of, uh, knowing the other agent on the other side of the transaction is gigantic in this business. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've worked with somebody that I know. You or scroll I've... down on that MLS, yeah. and you're like, who's the agent on that? Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, yeah. it's Andrew, it's yeah. Pat, your it's Christine. Call, your phone call is getting answered every single time. Right. They want to work with you. They're excited to work with you. They know that you're going to, you know, it's going to be a good deal. Yeah. 
It is. It's it's huge. I so, say it all the time. Like you know, especially like I said, I'm a buyer myself right now. Yep. So a lot of times, you know, someone will send me. My kids will even send me a property. Yeah. And I'm like, who's the agent on that? You know, who's the? Oh, I, yeah, I know. You know them. And now they ask me, like, do you know the agent on that? Yeah. Because you know, it's going to be a good transaction. It's going to be a smooth deal when you know when you know you're working with someone good. Without question. Um. So yeah, I mean, the podcast definitely, um, getting out there, letting people know who we are, kind of on a personal level at times. Right. Uh, also to inform people, you know, hopefully we got, we got stuff that people can take with them. If it's motivation, if you're watching this and you need some morning motivation, like Rob said, some gratitudes in the morning and just real quick with my kids. I mean, I've been, my wife leaves to work early in the morning. So since they were born, they're 16 and 14 now, since they were born, it's been me in the morning. Yeah. And if you got kids out there, you know what it's like trying to get them off to school, especially on a cold January morning and you're putting coats on and. And I still remember every day going, guys, come on, it's going to be a great day. I mean, I drop my kids off at school every morning. Every every morning I say to them, guys, have a super terrific day today. You'll it's going to be a great day. You're going to learn something. You're going to love this. This morning I'm driving my six-year-old to, to school. And uh, I always say, when it's just me and Sienna, Sienna's my six-year-old, um, I have twins also that are three. They don't really understand how awesome ACDC is. So, <laughs> like, this morning I'm with Sienna and I'm like, see, you want to get jacked up? She's like, yeah, let's get jacked up. A little thunderstruck. What are you back doing? in black. Back in black. She is rocking out in the back of the car. She's, I'm like, let's get jacked up. We got to get jacked up. And now she's looking for songs to get jacked up to. And, Isn't um, it amazing, though? Like, you have to teach them the positivity in the morning. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I have teenagers now. And yeah. believe me, they get up and they grumble at you in the morning. Of course. You know, they, they, they wear sweatpants and flip-flops and slides to <laughs> yeah, school. They don't want to do just, anything. Right. right. They, get up, they literally, we have to leave the house at like 7.05. Mm -hmm. And they get up at 6.45. And I think my daughter got up this morning, got dressed, and laid back in bed. Yeah. And I'm yelling. That. I'm like, oh, we got to go. But at the same time, I don't want to be yelling. I don't want to be negative. Right. I want to still try to stay positive. Yeah. And for that's, 16 years, That's you know, easy. That's easy when you have kids. You yeah. Know? You know. <laughs> Come but on, I want get your ass going. To, to grow up in that you know, positive yeah. morning. Positive I'm the same morning. way. And like, I love it. I love like transferring some of that energy to her. And I look in the back and she's like rocking and, and she's comes playing back to air you, guitar and right? shit. And I'm like, I'm like, this is awesome. She's going to go to school. She's going to be ready to go. She's ready to hammer. And uh, I, I love it. That's my favorite. My thing daughter said to me, she's like, I hate first period. I hate, I, I just, I'm not good at it. I, I need a period to warm up. Yeah, and said, no, you, know, out. you need to get up earlier. Yep. Take a shower yep. if it needs to refresh you. Do some stretching. I said, you don't have to go for a 10-mile run. Yep. Just do some stretching. Get the blood flowing. Yep. Cold glass of water. I said, you got to eat breakfast. She doesn't eat breakfast. I said, bowl of cereal. Yep. You need to, Something. you got to, you know, if you start an engine up with no gasoline in it, yep. it's pa not going to run. Dude, power postures. Have you ever looked at that? No. You know what power postures are? No. It's like the, the Wonder Woman stance. Standing up, high arch, back, with your hands on your hips. You stand like that for a minute. It fucking jacks you Just up. Just gets that blood flow. Yep, stand up, put your arms all the way up in the air. Hopefully I don't have pit stains. I think I do. That's all right. Um, you, too. you know, yeah, you're wearing a sweater, though. Yeah. GQ over here. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like Charlie always does. Yeah. Like, yeah. He looks like the Leo's J. Crew catalog. This fucking guy. Um, yeah, so stuff like that really, you know, it'll get the juices flowing and get you going in the morning, too. So, Rob, I got a question for you. What's up? We got the podcast going. Our business has been doing really well. Mm -hmm. We're working hard. Uh, where do you see us the end of next year? Three years, maybe five years. Where do you see yourself and where do you see us as a team? See myself far, far away from you. That's not the joke. <laughs> can't, can't wait. Get the fuck. Yeah. Now, uh, end of this year, I think, what are we going to probably close 50 sides? Maybe a little bit so. more? It should be a little bit more than that. Which is unreal. 
Congratulations, Island team. Little pat on the back. Um, when we started this thing, just so everybody knows, I think our first year we did 12, 12 yes, or 15. It was like a, 15. it was like an eight month year. It wasn't a, yeah. a big year. And then, then last year I think we did like 40, 40, 35. Even with 40. COVID was not bad. No, and then this year, this year we should probably close we'll out around 50. 50, 55, somewhere in that neighborhood. So. Um, my goal for next year is somewhere more toward the 80 mark, um, getting up into that 80 zone. Um, three years from now, I'd like to be over 100 transactions a year. Um, I, my personal opinion with retail real estate and being able to really service our clients, I don't know that I would want, at least in the structure that we're in, to go well past 100 transactions because I do like having my fingers in the pie a little bit. Absolutely. And it becomes a little bit more difficult at that point, but... Um, you know, obviously, see where the wind blows us with that. If we're finding that it's easy to handle 150 transactions, or well, if you got, you know, we have to change the systems we use now. Obviously, as we scale, it's up. it's always a ball that you're that you're molding. But um, and then, really, for me, and I know for you as well, it's about starting to get into buy and hold real estate and right, get into that seventh level, get into that, yeah, right, and and just kind of getting to a place where we have streams of income coming in. And you started some new coaching, right? Coaching with Carl Chavon. Um, and I had my first coaching session last Wednesday. It was awesome. Carl's a great guy, um, just really knowledgeable. And he's starting to put me on the path and get me moving in the right direction. Us. Um, get us. us you know. <laughs> get just, well, you know, yeah. it's funny because, uh, you know, and this is kind of, you know, behind the, behind the screen stuff. Joe and I, you know, we're we're 50 50 partners in our business and you know sometimes it's really difficult to do everything you know and you want to do everything i want to do everything joe wants to do everything but there's just so much time in a day so when we can kind of compartmentalize and you know joe trains with tom ferry and he brings his training to me and now i'm training with carl chavon and i'm going to be bringing my training to joe Obviously, there's a little overlap there. If Joe ever wants to jump on a call with Carl, he's allowed to. If I ever want to jump on a call with the Tom Ferry coach, I, I'm allowed to as well. But realistically, we're kind of just... Yeah, so my, my coaching is more towards the everyday real estate activity to, right. to generate more business, which is earned income for us. Right. And yours being more on the investment side. Okay, we're, we're making this money. Right. What do we do with it that's smart? Right. And we're you know re using our retail sales to fund investments and um and and start in that obviously fund our life for now but ultimately i think my goal would be to use our retail sales to invest and and fund streams of income right. that are passive absolutely um, and and get to a place where we're buying that hundred foot yacht and we're sailing down I'd to, like to. Uh, miami or the keys or something like that so um I, I think in five years from now i want a good portfolio of buy and holds i want you know, 100 transactions. I want a powerhouse team, um, you know. And then having, you know, with, with the property management company that we have already that yep. we service our clients with, yep. we'll be able to to service those houses as well through that. So 100%. It's another, yeah. another layer. So if anybody out there needs income. a property management company, just know that Joe and I have one as well. Um, we can certainly service you in that realm. Um, if anybody listening has... And hold real or estate. if anybody listening has equity in their home and wants to start to invest and pull the equity out, buying a house, and you're worried about being a landlord because that's how many times I've heard from people, I don't want to be a landlord. You don't have to be. Yeah. We'll handle everything. I got a phone call this morning that a toilet was clogged. Yep. Uh, you know, six thirty in the morning. Yeah. It's just you know we handle all that for you. Yep. 
You just worry about collecting money on your investment. Yeah, those 2 a.m. calls. The, the heater's broken. I got no heat. You got know, no heat. That's... Got no oil. Got no hot water. Yep. Uh, there's a clog. There's a leak. There's a, there's a something. There's a tree. Whatever it is. Without question. We handle all of that. So so that's great. So, yeah, I mean, and, you know, ditto for me. I mean, and that's why Rob and I have always been, uh, you know, well, always, but for over the last three years, we've always been in line because, we, you know, he says, this is what I want to do in three years. You know, if, if I did want to do that, we might look at each other and say, you know, well, we have different vision, but we, we do really align on our visions. Yeah. It's almost freaky how much Joe and I are alike. Um, just really, you know, without going into the, the particulars of everything, we've lived very parallel lives, obviously in different realms, but um, we, we crossed paths three years ago and, you know, the rest is history. It's really just been a good, it's been a good three years. It's been a fun three years. I think we, you know, we've tried a million new things. We just keep rocking and rolling. So, um, so what was it about real estate specifically? I mean, you, you had sold the business yeah, and so, you could have done, you could have done anything. You could have gotten into insurance. You could have gotten out of sales. You could have, I contemplated insurance. Um, you know, I've always sold been, cars. I've always been you a know, salesman. You're an auto body guy. You could have easily yeah. transitioned into a finance manager for a car place or yeah. an, an adjuster, appraiser, you know, adjuster. Yep. You could have probably done any of those things. Um, I think it was the um, the zero cap on how much money you can make in real estate that really initially attracted me to it. Um, I always wanted buy and hold real estate. I knew that that was the path to financial freedom. Um, it's not the only path to financial freedom, but I do think it's probably the most solvent path, and it's um, it's pretty secure. You know, um, you know, you have an asset, whether or not it loses value or gains value, it's not going to be worth nothing. Um, so that's especially always, here. Yeah, that's always something that always kind of uh, interested me. Dude, your emails are going bananas. Sorry, man. It's I got to turn that off next time. Next time you turn that off. Yeah, it's the first one. We're, le- <laughs> we're learning all the bugs. I think the video went off too. I'm not sure. Yeah, we'll see. That Either way, this might be an audio podcast for everybody. We tried, we tried to video it. You know, we're getting there. Yeah, we're learning. We're learning. Um, but yeah, I sold. I sold. I used to own an auto body shop in Fresh Meadows, Queens. It's still operational now. If anybody needs um, a good auto body guy, uh, Clues Auto Collision in Fresh Meadows, um, you can talk to Chris. He's a great guy. Uh, he wound up buying my shop, which was a, you know pretty pretty high production shop. We were doing pretty good business and. Um, my wife was pregnant with twins. Uh, my commute was over an hour each way. And I started feeling the walls kind of closing in on me a little bit there. And um, my dad was getting old. My dad initially opened the shop in 1986. He was getting older. He, he would come in. I mean, I, I ran the day-to-day on everything. And it was, for all intents and purposes, it was my shop. But um, it just started feeling like a grind to me. Like it felt like... like why am I doing this? What are my possibilities here? And I started researching, you know, what the next step was going to be and what I wanted my next step to be. And it always kept going back to real estate. And I knew I had a sales background. I knew I was able to talk to people. I was personable. Customer service. I had a customer service background. So, um, how do you think your family would be if you would have stayed in the body shop, having the twins and the kids? How hard would it have been, you know, on your wife? On it would have kids? been chaos. Like, uh, honestly, it's, it, I always say, and like I talk about opening yourself to the universe a lot of times and just like kind of allowing things to happen. It's my life has always been that way. Right. And for anybody that doesn't believe that you can will something into existence. Um, Good or bad. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, some you need to sit and just sit in misery sometimes, <laughs> and they will misery to themselves. You need to be open to everything. Um, you know, sometimes people are hyper focused on the door that they want to open, and they're not paying attention to the doors that actually are opening. And uh, I've always been a guy that paid attention to the doors that are actually opening. So. If I, if I stayed in the shop and I, and I stayed there, I don't know that I would still be there. I don't know that I would have had the mental fortitude to run my family, run the shop, keep it going. Um, so I, I, don't, I think it just was a natural end. It really was a natural end for me. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I think you know, there would have been strain on my marriage. There would have been strain on my family. Um, I would have been in a really... Probably a dark place. You yeah, know? I think about that. You know, I know you, you know fresh meadows, and you live you live out on the island. Yeah, you know, it's not like uh, I can go pick the kids up quick. No, and my wife has my wife has a job that's get... very demanding as well. Right, that's it's what like, I mean. You know, mine too. You know, when she's at work, yeah. she's at work. You know, yeah. it's it's hard. She's yeah. in the Bronx, so yeah. So so real estate really was a, it was a good choice for me. Um, I thought I could be good at it. Uh, I think I was right. You know, um, he was all right. <laughs> I do okay. He's good. He's all right. But, uh, yeah, you know, that, that was really it for me. I said, and then I said to my wife, you know, we're going to have a little bit of money behind us because we're selling the shop. I need two years. Give me two years to get my feet under me. And if I don't get my feet under me after two years, I'll go and I'll work for an insurance company. I'll go and I'll work selling cars. I'll do something that's... Right, where you have a steady stream. Right, in. generating income. I know I can do. Um, it's not as kind of demanding. And, you know, real estate just... It, Took off, you know. It, it worked for me. I answered an ad in the paper for a, a outside sales agent. Didn't even say it was real estate. Was that yesterday? This was yes. Uh, so <laughs> I'll be leaving. I'm, yeah. I'm selling insurance. Just letting you know, I'm, I'm going, going to, to sell insurance <laughs> too. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, I we had a family business too. Uh, commercial print industry was tanking in the late '90s. You felt it. Yeah, and I just was like, you know what, I could do sales. You know, I know I could do sales. Yeah. I was customer service. I was estimating. I was running a press. It didn't matter. And I answered Ned, and, and when they called back, they said, yeah, this is uh, Century 21. And I'm like, real estate? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll come in and meet with you. You yeah. know, let me see. Give it a shot. Try it. And I, you know, got my license, and then fortunately at the time got, well, probably unfortunately got hired by a company that was, you know, multinational company, hired me to be an art director at the time, and uh, they gave me a really good salary. I, I almost wish they didn't when yeah. I look back because I lost six years. That I, that I wasn't full, t actually it was like seven or eight years that I couldn't go full-time real estate. Yeah. I, it was just because I was scared. I had kids already. I had a mortgage already. I yeah. needed to make a salary. Yep. And I think though, had I been backed into the corner then and not given that opportunity, I'd be six years ahead. I mean, maybe you and I wouldn't have met. I, I and was that's just a terrible gonna, thing, but. I was just gonna say, I, I never like to look back at things that you do in life as mistakes. Or issues, and I don't just think it's a mistake. I it just, just casts all of that into negative light. If you didn't do that, right? Where would you where would be? I be? Right? Maybe, I maybe be you would have had a manager at your office that just was putting their thumb down on you, not allowing you to grow, not allowing you to right. do anything, and you would have gotten burnt with the business. And, and then you would do real estate and then right. practice, right? Yeah, so right. You you're right. It could have went a bunch of different. I, I that's to me. I never look at stuff like that and say. That was a fucking mistake because there's no such thing as mistakes. There's just your road. There's your road. It's a learning experience. It's a learning experience. You learn what you like, what you don't like, where you want to be, what you want to do. Um, and, you know, the, the, 
there's a different path for everybody. Everybody kind of finds their own way, but it's open to everybody. And that's really getting back to what we were talking about in the beginning of the podcast. I think a lot of people don't think that the opportunities are there for them. They're there. There are people like Joe and I who want to mentor people. There are people like Joe and I who want to give our time over and help you succeed in life. It doesn't matter who you are. If you show up every single day uh, and work and try and put all your effort towards something, there is zero chance that you're not going to succeed. You will be successful. You just need to do it. You need to wake up every day, positive attitude, be on time, put the work in, put the effort in. And, and and just go, man. Just man, keep if you, going. If you do fucking fifty percent of it, you'll you'll do okay. Yeah, that's the scary part. Yeah. You know how many people? I, I know managing an office. I've met a lot more people that have started in real estate or, or in real estate. Sure. And you know, I you know, like on the other podcast with Charles, I said, you know, I had a guy that would come in, and you could tell right off the bat. You know, he I said, come in Monday. I'm going to teach you exactly what to do. I'm going to tell you what to say. The same way I did with you. Yeah. I mean, and it's a perfect comparison. You came in every day. You said, uh, what do I do? Call expires. What do I say? Here, we'll role play a little bit. Now go call. Yeah. And you got better on it. I mean, you're very good at what you do. You you already had the customer service and the sales experience. You right. just needed the lingo. Right. You need to know what you were talking about. Yeah. Even, even sometimes, you you know, you fake it a little bit and you get through. And fake it till you make it. And then I had another guy who said, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about real estate. Same way you are. I said, okay, come in Monday and we'll get started. And Monday wasn't there, yeah. and Tuesday wasn't there, and then Wednesday he came in at eleven for an hour yeah. and said, "Can I sit with you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, well, I'm here to help you, but you, you really can't just jump in here. I'm with people sometimes." Right. And then you know the next week wasn't there all week, and it's uh, oh I got a flat tire. Well, you had a flat tire all week. Yeah. You know, like you know, I don't get it. So back to what you were saying, you know, you can any you can do this. Yeah. Get out of your own way. Really, you know, get out of your own. And way. If you're building bridges right. and you don't go to work for the day. The bridge, the bridge isn't being built. Right. If you're selling real estate, you don't come to work every day. You're not selling real estate. No, there's no question. There's you know? no question. You need to put the time in. You need to put the effort in, and that People goes go, with oh, your real estate. You don't any do anything. business, anything that you you're want to day. do, you need to put the time. You need to put the energy. You need to show up with a smile on your face. And if you're not showing up with a smile on your face, you are in the wrong business. I don't get know any out. business that if you don't walk in with a smile. To me. You know, if you're not happy, everyone... Yeah, man, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing it? And listen, there's some circumstances where people find themselves in a situation and they need to pay bills, they need to take care of a family, they need to do what they need I to do. I took a manager job I was watching a video with Joe Rogan the other day talking about it, and he was like, people that are find themselves in that situation, all of your free time needs to be dedicated to what you want to do. Figure out what it is that you want to do and what you want to do at a high level. And if you need to work a nine to five, you better be doing what you want to do from five o'clock at night until 10 o'clock at night. You right. Know, and really honing your craft and sharpening the knife and getting better at what you do so that when the time comes that you stand up and go, I've had enough. You're ready to fucking go. You are ready to go, and you're going to walk into your job with a big smile on your face. You're going to be excited every single day. You're going to want to help people. You're going to want to do what you want to do. And that's any business, man. Any, that's any business. Exactly what I was doing. I was working in a place where I was just unhappy. I was, I was really miserable. I mean, yep. you asked my family. I was, and I, I would come home, and it was on them. Like, just the anger and misery I had because yep. every day at work was like, it was just driving me nuts. Yep. So what I did in my free time, I sold real estate. Yeah. My weekends, I get off of work at five. 
I, I would take buyers out at night. Yeah. I'd do open houses on the weekend, door knocking. And I built it up enough where I turned around and I told my, my bosses, fuck off. Yep, I'm You've done. been treating me like shit for years. Yep. Goodbye. And they're I'm like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to go sell real estate? Yep. And I said, yeah, I'm going to sell real estate. And they said, like commercial or residential? I said, both. I don't care. I don't give a yeah. shit. I'm going to sell a building. I don't care. Yep. And they're like, well, you know. And they threw, they threw money at me. They threw a raise at me yep. before I left. They said, we're going to give you X amount more. And, and I, I literally looked at them and I went, no. Yeah. And they Can't were like, they couldn't believe that someone was going to, you know, the place I worked at, you know, if you're working there, you're just institutionalized. And it's yeah. a lot of places, you know, punch the clock, come in, this is your task for today, this is what you do, this is what you do. And I'm not, I'm, you know, we're, we're on cage birds here. Yeah. And that's why real estate's amazing for us because yeah. we, can, we can do anything. Yeah. Uh, I was, again, back to videos because I watch a lot of them. I was watching one about micromanaging and how it kills absolutely can kill a business because kills creativity kills creativity and the thing that they said in the video that was really interesting was if you micromanage your crew let's say you have five people that work underneath you and you're micromanaging them in the beginning they're going to do what you tell them to do towards the middle they're going to start looking at you for everything so they're going to they're going to have a task that they need to accomplish right and they're going to say joe what do I, how do I, right, do, how do, I do, this? do this? What do you want me to do here? How do you want me to do? And what's going to wind up happening is your business is only going to grow as far as your mind, Joe Salemi's mind, can imagine. Right. You are unharnessing. When you don't micromanage and you allow people to make mistakes or screw up or do Or become things, creative and do it a different way. You're unleashing five other minds along with yours in the creative process to build your business. And that is super important. And it's it's soul-killing when somebody... Ha you have to turn to somebody to ask permission for every single thing that you do. That's, that is and that's absolutely fucking That unfortunately was the corporation I was working with. That's most corporations. Yeah, it's Most like, corporations. The ones that you see that are successful right. are the ones that are like, go out How and, many times are you like, look, I need this. Right. Well, how do we do it? This is how I do it. Yeah. If you come up with a better way or a quicker way right. or a more efficient way to those do are, it, those are the let successful me know. Companies. As long as we have the same product in right. the end. Right. And that's a successful company. Those are the successful companies. That's how Apple was built. Google was built. All these massive corporations. They don't sit. Tim Cook's not sitting there going, what's the design plan for the, the no, new No, I was talking to somebody the other day and I told him, I said, you know, like Steve Jobs was it, didn't know how to program a computer. He right. didn't know how to write code, really. He just said, he said, I want something that people can listen to music to. Right. And I want them to be able to put it in their hand and it stores songs. Right. And they're like, well, we go fucking figure out how to figure do it because that's what it. people are going to want. And bring it back to me. Right. And then right. we're going to open up a store where they can buy the songs for 99 cents each and we'll, we'll chug. Yeah. And they're like, well, how do we do that? I don't know. Figure you guys out. are all the geniuses. Figure, figure it out. out. Yep. And that's, you know, that's that's the, you know, that's what we, we are now. <laughs> yep. Think about our, our marketing and every podcast. Right. Like, we, we, we don't have to go to somebody and say, hey, we're thinking a podcast might be a good idea. Yep. We, we look at each other. We go, yeah, fuck it. Buy the mics. Buy everything. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So. Right, so well, what's next for us? I think um, next is continuing down this path, seeing where it takes us. I think it's obviously continuing down the path of retail real estate. If anybody is considering buying or selling real estate, you're not going to get a better agent than the island team um, because you get five or six agents. <laughs> and we're all high-powered, full-time agents that work our asses off. Full-time. Full uh, really put our heart and soul into your process and pay attention to what you need and what you want out of real estate. So if you're considering a buy or you're going to be selling your your home, 
Definitely reach out and contact If you're Joe ever going to sell your home and you just want to call us and you want a market evaluation. Yeah. I mean, it could be a year from now. It could be five years. Maybe you're retiring in three or four years. Start the process with us now. Meet us. Talk yeah. to us. We'll send you market reports once a month. Yep. Valuable information. We'll keep you up to date on what the market, what's going on. We see this coming. We see that coming. Yeah. Um, we're here for you all the time. I know. I always, and when I'm, when I'm prospecting, I always end my phone calls with, I want to be your go-to in real estate. And if you have any questions about anything, tax grievances, insurance, construction, uh, pricing, marketing, we any of these sort of things, just call me, man. Like I, I answer my phone. I always answer my phone. And if I don't answer my phone, it's because I'm with somebody or I'm in the middle of doing something. But if you leave me a message, you're getting a call back. You're getting a text message back. Um, so definitely reach out. If you have any questions about anything, uh, I want to answer them for you. I know Joe wants to answer them for you too. Um, I'll have you call Rob. Yeah, just just call me. Um, so uh, that's that. And then if you're an agent in the business and you're looking for guidance or you're looking for help uh, or you have any questions about how to get started or what to do, um, please don't hesitate to reach out. Again, Joe and I um, are very uh, generous with our time. And you know, to, according to my around. coach, too generous, but yeah. That's yeah. that's my cross to bear. That so is it's okay. So I put my head on the pillow. Come from right management, now. so it's like uh, yeah. You know, you just want people to get better. Um, we want How you to succeed. Say to me, like, why are you, why are you helping? Me? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, because because that's that's who that's I am. Who you man. are, man. It, but you're it, right. It, like it, my coach will say to me, he's like, you know, it's good to help people, but you can't, you can't. And it's like, I it's can't, can't help people eight hours a day. But no. Listen, if someone's showing a natural interest in the business and they're willing to do what I said earlier, where they're going to show up every day and they're going to listen to what you tell them to do. You have an obligation to help that person too. So again, if you're an agent out there that's dawdling around, not able to get their feet under them and can't figure out how to generate business, find buyers, find sellers. And you're willing to work. Right. You, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, okay. that goes If you sit home all day and you go, I don't know why I don't have any real estate business. Yeah. I mean, there's your, there's your answer. Yeah, that's a prerequisite. You need, <laughs> you need to be able to work hard. But call Joe and I. Um, let us get help you get started. Um, and you know we want to help we definitely want to help so um you know don't don't hesitate to reach out uh and then from here forward i think we just start start piling guests in man let's start talking to some fun people we got some cool people i think uh that we're thinking about so uh hopefully in a few weeks we'll have another one and we'll have somebody else in with us hell yeah man never satisfied Never Satisfied Podcast with David and Goliath, aka Joe Salemi and Rob Scotcha. if that isn't the longest podcast name in history I don't know what is. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe. Hopefully we have a video with this one. If we don't, it'll be an audio-only podcast on YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to our Instagrams. I am scotcha underscore sells underscore real estate at Instagram. Uh, what's your Instagram? You just changed it. At Joe Salemi Realtor. Yeah, at Joe Salemi Realtor for Joe. Um, follow us on Instagram. Facebook, for me, Island Team NY. Island Team NY on Facebook. All Joe. properties that come out. We got a new listing today actually coming out. So yeah, there you go. Always get that. Hype that one up. Where are we? Two Chimney Lane in Levittown. Two under $500,000 in Levittown. That's going to be an absolute 499. fire. Yep. Uh, open houses this weekend. So. Yep, so we got that coming. Um, and, uh, you know, definitely follow us on the gram, on Facebook, and, you know, engage, man engage. Sounds good. We'll see you on the next one. Have a good one. Take care.